Hello, I'm Philip Stoughton. Welcome to EMS at Sea Level. I'm here at Intervala and I'm joined by Teresa. Great to see you. Thanks for, thanks for allowing us in the facility. Super impressive factory. Super clean, spotless floors. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I felt like I could have run my finger across the top of everything and picked up no dust. So that's super impressive. Um, tell me a bit about the history of the business and how you got to where you are today. Okay, so um, basically, uh, Intervala can trace its roots back to the late 1880s, believe it or not. Um, but about seven years ago, uh, the business was um, not doing well. Really, it was under prior ownership, um, was about to be closed. So uh, myself uh, and a, a group of other investors were able to uh, put a deal together to acquire the business. Um, and create Intervala, mm -hmm. and at the time that saved about 150 jobs. And now, you know, Intervala is 500 plus employees and growing. Since since you acquired Intervala, have you acquired other businesses to add to it? Yes, we have. So, over the course of the last few years, um, we've basically made an acquisition a year uh, through 2022, um, and so we've done four acquisitions. Um, the first one really, you know, our, our first goal strategically was to have a second uh, manufacturing site, right? For most of our customers, uh, they really want to have some sort of a backup plan in place. So uh, part of our strategy is to make sure we have at least two sites ongoing at all times. Um, and then really the other acquisitions were designed uh, more to add key customers to our list of customers, diversify markets, things like that. Um, and so we've kind of integrated most of what we've acquired into the, the two uh, current manufacturing locations, one in uh, New Hampshire and one here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, you, had a, you had a flood, didn't you, which, which proved the importance of two facilities. Tell me a little bit about what happened there. Yes, yeah, so uh, Christmas Eve 2019, never forget that day for sure. Uh, myself and a lot of other people will never forget that evening. Um, so there, were, there was a water, uh, basically a fire suppression pipe burst on the third floor of our manufacturing facility at the time, we were on uh, three floors. Not ideal for manufacturing, mm -hmm. but that was the setup that we had. And um, it burst on the third floor, water poured, literally hundreds of thousands of gallons of water poured through the facility, um, making it completely inoperable. You know, no power, no heat, um, no ability to use the elevator, none of that. So, um, you know, the team sprang into action. We have an amazing team. And by New Year's, we were moving uh, equipment into the facility where we are now um, that you saw today. Um, and we never, never missed a beat with our customers. They were great to work with, helped mm -hmm. us prioritize, but um, we never ceased manufacturing. We were able to locate some small little places to continue operating in the, in the interim, get our new facility set up and running. Um, and really within three weeks of the flood, we had product coming off of the end of SMT lines. Yeah. So yeah. pretty impressive. The, yeah. the team deserves a lot of kudos for that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was talking to Joe about it, and he talked about the team, but he also talked about calling suppliers up on Christmas Eve and saying, hey, you know, we've got a problem here. Can you help us fix it? And they rallied too. So absolutely. it shows the importance of partnerships like the one you have with Co. Young here at the moment. Yes, absolutely. Everyone had to rally together because we had inventory that was ruined in the flood from the water, right? I mean, water and electronics, not a good combination. Um, and the equipment, I mean, all the equipment providers were awesome, including Ko Young. They all, gonna, again, sprang into action and came to the facility, helped us get everything set up. And uh, it, it was really a great success story. And the building we're in now, the facility is is great. It's amazing. It was great to be able to take a blank sheet of paper, which is what this was, 
and design it the way you want to design it. Um, I would have preferred to have had a little more time to do that, right, versus a crisis on Christmas Eve with the water. But, you know, sometimes great things come out of things that you don't expect, like a, like a flood. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, the facility looks great. And on the, on the plan, you have a big expansion space. You're expecting to push through there pretty soon. Yeah, we absolutely do. Yeah, we have um, over 200,000 square feet here and the ability to add, you know, really uh, just about as much as we would need in terms of the expansion space. So it's, it's, it's proved to be a great location for us. Yeah. And tell me a bit about the kind of work you do here and the kind of customers you have and what makes them want to want to choose not just Intervala, but to choose to manufacture here in the U.S. So um, I would say that really the key to what makes us different or our success would be that we have a very customer-centric culture. Um, all of our customers and the markets that we serve, you know, really are high-reliability type markets. So our markets are primarily defense, medical, and industrial, but very high-end products, right? That's kind of the common thread. All the products are highly technical, very sophisticated. Um, you know, we're dealing with customers that are leaders in their market. You know, they care a lot about things like time to market, perfect product quality, uh, things like that. And, you know, manufacturing in the U.S. and kind of being able to provide short lead times, control everything is very important to them. Much more important than, you know, perhaps, you know, trying to shave a few pennies off the cost of direct labor um, by looking at, you know, a low-cost region mm -hmm. for that. So um, all of our manufacturing is in the U.S. We don't have any plans to really change that. Um, again, you know, it's key for us to listen to the voice of the customer, and certainly we'll continue to adapt as we need to. But, you know, looking again at total cost, labor is such a small component mm -hmm. For the products that we're manufacturing you know we're not doing cell phones and you know other consumer products at all here um that it just th that's that part of it's really not applicable at all for us at, at at this point at least and you know you saw the facility today um you saw a tremendous amount of automation so on the direct labor side where we focus is automating to the extent that we possibly can you know and that's for you know product quality its cost um its availability of people you know, that's a challenge that I know everyone faces. And, um, you know, the more we can automate, the better it is. Yeah, and I think smart investments like that automation is going to help mitigate <clears throat> those problems like talent shortages. We talked a bit off camera about the, the disruptions that we've seen over the last five years right. and pretty much over the life of Intervala. You've, uh, you know, you, you've seen these various um, disruptions. And most recently, we've had component disruptions. Um, I think a lot of those disruptions have actually discouraged maybe some American companies from sending their product offshore. So it's had a, had a positive impact. And I think also when I look at the component shortage, it seems to have brought you closer to your customers. You've had to pretty much talk to them every day, even if sometimes it's been with disappointing news. Yes, absolutely. No, I think the component shortage, I mean, you know, it started, for us, it started with the flood. I mean, we wrote the flood, you know, 2019 into... It was one of your first disruptions. It was, yeah, the flood it, right into, you know, it was also our first acquisition. It had happened just right, you know, prior to that. COVID, supply chain shortage, all of that. And, um, yeah, our customer base is great. You know, we've got great partnerships with our customers. It's definitely, we've worked closely with them. Um, it's been very disruptive for our customers. You know, we're, we're, they have custom designs. They have components in those that, you know, although we have a great component engineering team here and we try to cross, you know, to different components to mm. keep their supply, you know, coming, um, some of those parts are just custom and very mm. hard 
hard to find. But yeah, so it's again looking for the good and all the bad. Um, you know, it's I think it's definitely strengthened our customer relationships. I think that um, you know they value us, we value them. Of course, we've worked closely together. You know, sometimes that has involved you know higher costs for components, which again nobody wants to pay, but everybody understands the situation. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it does take a crisis or it takes an issue for you to really show your mettle in terms of how you can support those customers. So um, I, I think that's really valuable. Has it created, do you think, more sticky relationships? And does it mean that you've got perhaps more visibility in your order book than you had prior to the component shortages? Yeah, I mean, in terms of the stickiness, I mean, I feel like for the markets we're in and the customers we serve, those relationships are fairly sticky anyway. Um, you know, we, we need to continue to do a good job for our customers, and we think we do that. We will always be focused on that. Um, you know, but, and so, of course, I, I know I don't think it's the supply chain has hurt that at all. I think the relationships are all, you know, pretty sticky um, at this point. Yeah, and what do you think about things like CHIPS Act, the um, Inflation Reduction Act? Are they having an impact on, on business in the U.S.? You know, I, I think we will see you know i mean i think the um you know the headlines would suggest that they are um and i think it will take time to see if it has a lasting impact or not um right now you know from our viewpoint we haven't seen anything substantial from any of that um doesn't mean it won't come you know and it doesn't mean it's not going to be lasting but i i think it's a little bit too early to say yeah it would be nice to see a, a bit of a renaissance in uh in manufacturing in in the US and and that continue to grow but i think what you mentioned earlier is is a key part of that automation has to be has to be part of that strategy so as you look look forward the next couple of years are you thinking more acquisitions do you have strategy to do that is it a mixture of that and organic growth how do you see the business developing and changing yeah i think you know we'll always look at acquisitions for sure um, you know it's we view it at this point as not something we need to do to continue to grow. We have a, you know, we're in the process of, you know, re-upping our strategic plan again, kind of our five-year planning window that we do, you know, and I think we have, you know, great visibility from our customers moving forward. We have some very new, very good new opportunities. Um, so we don't think that we need to do an acquisition to continue to grow, but certainly, we're, you know, we want to be opportunistic. And so we we're always looking at a combination of organic and inorganic growth if it makes sense um, but you know for now for us it's just kind of stay the course serve mm -hmm. our customers um, you know the most important thing is not to lose sight of that customer centric culture and to make sure that our customers are happy um, I'd much rather keep them than have to try to replace one you know yeah. so uh, we'll stay focused on that and continue to grow yeah and taking care taking care of customers taking care of the team here seems to be seems to be the key and keep doing what you're doing you're obviously doing the right thing yeah thank you like i said we have a great team a great group of customers so um you know just looking forward to the future yeah it all bodes well Teresa. thanks for joining me and thanks for taking the time today thank you thank you appreciate it